Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip, it's off the hard, I'm the... What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuning here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, a.k.a. Hardball Harge, Jonas Clark's producer, Mr. Stan spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 736-9760. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, and today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. Make sure you visit their website at hazelskyonline.com where you can shop for the comforts of your own home and you can check out all their latest products as well also. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760, if you know what you want to talk about, like always, it's open phone lines. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter or interact with me, it's at SportsGrind. And if you want to follow Mike and interact with him, it's at HardballHarge. And also, don't forget, we're uh, streaming on Facebook Live now as well. You can comment and leave your message on there, and then we'll get to some of those or read accordingly. Um those ones that make clearance because you know making clearance will be that type of show today you know, i've been doing this a long time but anyway what's up harge you're back did with you us miss me yeah. did you miss me yeah what's up dog yeah you know the first thing somebody's out sounds terrible i'm thinking well he's vaccinated ronan get his ass or what <laughs> so it was just you know one of those you yeah, feeling better I think or what? I, yeah i feel way better 24 way bug better. hour bug yeah. i got you yeah. i got you well we're ready to go man we're ready to go what's up jonas ready to rock and roll man all right, that's what's up, Mr. Here. Sams. What's up, fellas? How we doing? All right, man, doing all right. Definitely got a lot to get to today. Um, probably as usual, won't get to all of it. Um, and the second hour, top of the second hour, we're going to be joined by Rob Parker. You know, um, you hear him here on the Odd Couple in the evenings here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone. You hear him. Um, he's going to be joining us. Definitely talk some postseason baseball uh, with him, but definitely want to get his takes on the Gruden thing. I mean, I've followed Rob's career for a while. I know how I know what cloth Rob never met him, never talked to him until today, but I kind of know, feel like I know what cloth he's cut from. So these are just the perfect timing for me. As is my opinion to get him on today with everything going on uh, with the Gruden stuff, we'll start there here in a minute. But also the sports world, man. Speaking of baseball, we got postseason baseball continuing to go on. Uh, the Boston Red Sox punched their ticket in last night to the American League Championship Series. Held on the bullpen. I've been concerned about almost cost them last night. It didn't. Um, the only thing that I'll really take from this, I mean, is definitely. Um, their manager is showing his worth. You know, he left the, the the organization for a year after the whole scandal with the Astros and all that. He's come back. He's got them in this position. 
Um, the only thing I'll take from that series really is that I know the the ruling, in my opinion, the ruling and the call in Game Three in this series will be vi- revisited at some point in the offseason. Not saying nothing's going to change. I'm not saying they're going to change any rule, but this is definitely going to be visited in the offseason. So um, that's my take on that, but tip my hat to the Red Sox. I figured they got in. They could be in it to win it, uh, but they're moving on, uh, sending a team with the Rays. They had about 100 wins, home packing in a short series. And the, and the funny thing is on that, that ruling, it worked out in their favor before the Rays a few years ago. The exact same type of play happened in left field, and they were the ones that come out to argue and it ended up getting a ruling back to help their team win a game. So, yeah, that's going to be revisited. I know the rules committee is going to look at those things because it did become – it reared its head in a playoff situation to where, yeah. all right, how do you anticipate what the ball would have done if he wouldn't have bounced it over the thing? But Jose Canseco got hit in the head, man. It was a home run. True. You know what I'm saying? I mean, True. But our, that one is – I mean, first of all, I think um, – if that run goes through, I think we'll never know, but I think definitely we're, we're going to five games at Tropicana. I mean, the, the way that game was going in extra innings, I get it. You know, um, you know on that, I understand. Uh, but it's one of those situations to where, I don't know. We'll see. I get it. Because, it, cause it, it, like, we might not ever see that play again. I mean, Smoltz was – flabbergasted for like two or three segment innings because he couldn't get over that because the guy has played the game at the highest level and followed the game. He's never seen anything like that. Right. But I'm just saying the way that played out, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but who's to say like, hey, man, this is going over. It could be right. It ricochets here. Oh, here's my glove. Oh, I just scooped it over the fence by accident. I mean, I know that's kind of probably going to be different, but I when I yeah. saw that, I'm like, man, you got to at least let that guy score. But that's the news for there. Boston's moving on. Rays hey. or not. What about um, your boy, Franco? I told you, the kid can play. Yes, yes. The number one prospect in baseball. Obviously, yes. it, don't take, it don't take a rocket scientist to see how talented that kid was. Uh-huh. But he's going to be a problem for people from both sides of the plate. Yeah. I and then I was going to ask you about AC, man. How was she feeling about <laughs> Diaz last night, huh? Well, you know what? Actually, she had her own problems with that Monday night football game. <laughs> so that's a whole other story. That ruined her whole night, man. And I'm the wrong guy to be watching a game with that. Like, what? What the hell's going on, man? But no, um, yes. Yeah, so so yeah, that, yes, her 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 crush is out of the postseason. You have to yeah. wait till pitchers and catchers report. At least you're good. You ain't yeah. got to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> also, man, the Giants can send the defending champions home packing tonight um, as they take a two-one lead series. Um, I told you this Giants team. I just feel like wire to wire. Uh, you know, they beat Max Scherzer yesterday. Uh, but let me say, um, the Giants, Mister Duvall. Okay, coming out the pen. I think it's Camilo Duvall. This kid here, um, I, I I think he's gone like 18, 17 innings, I think, or something without giving up a run. Um, you know, this Giants team is coming very eerie of the teams of Bochy where, you know, what they're going to grind you out. Um, they're going to play hard-nosed, maybe not as flashy as the Dodgers. They just get it done. I mean, uh, you know, Longoria – hasn't homered in a postseason game since 2008, I think they said. You know, um, he steps up and hits the, the – I mean, which eventually would be on the game-winning home run. Right. And against a win that was just whipping last night. And I, and I think timing's everything because I think Lagoria's home run 
the wind must have just been dying down a little bit. It maybe not been whipped up because he had enough. Like he said after the game, because if that wouldn't have left the ballpark, I would have walked home. I would have just walked <laughs> off because they were getting flustered all night, not things going. But the Dodgers, I mean, keep in mind, we haven't had a, re- a repeat champion at MLB since the Yankees did it for a while. This is a long stretch. I think one of the longest stretches in professional sports without a repeat champion. It's like uh, the Cowboys. <laughs> Long yeah. stretch. Yeah, well, yeah, we definitely got to uh, talk to uh, talk about them. They're on the docket or something. For, we'll try to fit that in. But yeah, we got the Astros. Uh, that's in action as we speak. Spoiler alert: with the top of the third, they're down a run. Uh, you know, I think they got cool. Uh, who they got on the mound today? They got uh, McCullers. McCullers on the mound. Um, they're taking a two-one lead. Um, they're up. They took a two-one lead back to the Shaw City, but Sox are going to try to uh, even it out today. Uh, they hit so, El Tuve just a little while ago too. Oh, they they hit they beamed him. What is El Tuve yeah. did something that some pissed somebody? Well, you know they've they already saying that they cheating again because they ain't doing this, ain't doing that. Well, see, this is the thing from a veteran manager like Tolan Roost, and I heard them say that, but I'm thinking like if you really think that that's going on, and you know this hard, I mean, you played the game, and you understand like these kind of things get settled in spring training. And yeah. and not not in the middle of when you're trying to go to a league championship series to to take the chances of there being ejections or something like if you really think they're up to this and you want to send a message this is something you put down you tell Siri to remind you hey come February <laughs> and March we've been playing this team remind whoever starting take a high one or take one in the ribs on Tuve not in October man right now why are you hitting the littlest one why don't you hit why don't you hit Alvarez you don't want that smoke you hit Altuve <laughs> you hit the littlest dude out there man. But you know another thing though too, and I don't know if we're we're heading to this where we just have designated DHs on both league sides. I think that's coming, whether you like that or not. But it's one of those in the American League, like you don't have to face the consequences. Like right. you could throw, right. but like in the National League, you gotta take your ass in that box <laughs> and knowing that you the ninth the ninth to coming up to bat, you're gonna have to go ahead and stand in that box. But in the American League, like, nah, man, one of my guys will take it, but I'm gonna hit you. But right. we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how this series plays out. Also, NBA, uh, you know, we're about a week or two away from the season opening up in the NBA. Um you know, again, the big story has been the situation with Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Sean Marks, okay, from the San Antonio tree and office. Um, you know, he's drawn the line in the sand with Kyrie and said, hey, look, forget this 41 games you want to skip. You're not going to participate in practice or the games, home or away, until right. you're fully, you know, participated. Right. And what I'm hearing, Harge, is that this has really been put in the ball of Kevin Durant and James Harden on what they want to do with Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a lot of brothers that are ride for you, and you're their boy, and, hey, I wanted you here, and, you know, it was a dream playing with us, whatever. But when you start either messing with my job, messing with my legacy, or my money, like, you're on your own, JoJo. Right. You know, I mean, it's 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 one of it's one of those situations, and I think it's getting to that point where, again, I understand a little bit what Kyrie's coming from, but at the end of the day, he is just basically his credibility. He's he just has a bad credit report when it comes to everything that he's complained about. So you might have a legit that you're fighting up for the cause and the people that want their rights, and you can't force me to do this, and I want this in the body, but it's falling on deaf ear because of everything you've done before that just don't make no sense. Right. I said the same thing about, I mean, it's like when Kanye, I mean, when Kanye, after Kanye West lost his mom and he started going to the dark place, 
like Kanye was basically saying some real stuff to our community about ownership and about all that that really made sense, whatever. But the problem is he was going on the deep end about so much other stuff and acting crazy that was drowning him out and turning people off to really messages he was saying. And I think that's basically what you have in, in that situation with Kyrie. But we'll see what happens, man. The ball's in KD and, and James Harden uh, ball court. Also, did this? I got to get educated on this. Did the 76ers and Ben Simmons kiss and make up and I missed it? Mm. I mean, I'm hearing reports that it's like, hey, man, he's all right now. Like, what the hell didn't change? It's probably that money. Like, I'm going to miss what? What? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I guess so. Rich Paul say, hey, yeah. listen here, my man. You ain't making no movies like LeBron. You better get to work. <laughs> <laughs> 736-976. listen to the Sports Grind. We're broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Hards. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspitter, the one and two, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, and today's show is being presented by Hazel Scott Smoke Shop. All right, so, um, yeah, let's get right into it. Normally, we would be starting with postseason baseball, working away, but uh, the biggest story is, you know, since we're um, – you know, this is what we do. The biggest story that we've got to start with is the fallout and the situation from John Gruden. Um, I know when this first broke, like on Thursday and Friday, we had a, a listener that brought it to Jonas' attention to, hey, you guys seen this, you know this. And um, pretty much, you know, like hard to say, hey, well, yeah, we have it, but we want to digest it. You know, we want to look at the weekend to kind of go over it. Um, before I reiterate my you know, what I'm taking. I would let the people know uh, yesterday how I kind of felt about it. You missed it. Go check the podcast. But um, I will basically let you know how I feel uh, really with what transpired uh, last uh, last night with the let go, you know, the resignation of uh, John Gruden. And like I said, my views or opinion or or mine, you know, it's not of the station, it's not of hard, you know, that's the opinion that I'm going to give to you the way I look at it. So let's just state that first. But before I get into that, hard, you were out sick yesterday, and yeah. we didn't get a chance to get to this on Friday. So take before we really talk about last night and the the uh, you know the decision for him to force to be resigned, uh, which I thought was a favor by his boy uh, Mark that lets you know he really didn't want to do it. But it was one of those situations like, man, you left me no option. All the other doors closed. Right. But talk to me. Take me to after the weekend, after you seeing and reading it from the initial comments for DeMarie Smith. And, and you know, from that standpoint and basically what else is in the email. Talk to me about your feelings and the people about that first. So let, let, let's take it back just a little bit because I want to address something that you said. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100 percent. The views do not reflect the radio station what Calvin's thinking, what I'm thinking. This is just my opinion, right? Right, right. So this is how I look at things. Obviously, I've lived a a, a pretty fun life. I've lived a tough life. I've been involved in a lot of things in my time that I am so thankful for. And then I'm also some of the things that I've done I'm not thankful for. Hmm. You know, I mean, I've I've, I've walked a, a, a line that most either want to do or haven't done or would like to do. So with that being said, I know that this was 10 years ago, and I appreciate the fact of you saying yesterday we're in a different state in time. And as, an, as a black man 
there are certain things that we are, I wouldn't, I don't want to say oppressed by, but oppressed is probably one of the strongest words that you could possibly say Mm -hmm. that we know that we have to fight a little bit more for each thing that we want to do. Okay. And that's no disrespect to anybody else and their little plight or whatever they're doing. This is what I've had to do and what I've had to go through. Right. With that being said, this emails were 10, 11 years ago. And I too believe that he can change. But when you speak to certain things, this is what's truly on your heart. And it wasn't like he was, he wasn't saying things that, probably some people have had conversations about or some people have said different things. And as a black man, we've been around that stuff for a long time and we've heard some crazy stuff. And sometimes people catch hands and some people catch feelings. So Mm -hmm. there's been situations with both. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it all, what John Gruden did was he was an employee of ESPN, the four-letter network. Mm -hmm. This was not when he was an NFL coach. This was not when he was, quote unquote, representing an organization. What he was representing was Monday Night Football. So with Monday Night Football, the emails that he's going back and forth with, very derogatory, by the way. And I think what happened with John Gruden, what he didn't realize was these were going to come to light. Right. Because he was emailing a friend that he had there. Mind you, his brother was coaching in that organization. Mm Mm-hmm. As well. So there was relationships there. So he's emailing a friend, not realizing that the friend is working for an organization, which we still need to get with uh, mm-hmm. that team, mm-hmm. because that's the only reason why we know yep. about this. Is there investigation to go is to there the investigation? Team? Yep. So there may be more people. Mm-hmm. There may be other people that are involved that may end up losing their jobs here. Yep. But to your point about Kyrie, your bad credit report, John Gruden. You heard Keyshawn a long time ago talk about this. You've heard other NFL players that have played for Gruden. Not necessarily the racist overtones or whatever, but you heard him say some things that kind of rub people the wrong way. And people could say Keyshawn's got a, a gripe because of him getting told, hey, man, you just go home. We don't even want you here. Right. But sometimes – when you are a real G and somebody that deals with a real life and they call you a distraction, sometimes your truths come out. And I think what happened is we're starting to see who John Gruden is. And I know there's Raider Nation out there that thinks that, oh, this is the way we do it. First off, the Raiders are the most diverse team in football. They were the first team to hire a black coach, a Mexican coach, and now they got another dude that's there that's taking the place as the interim coach. Right. They were the first team to hire a woman in a in the front office. Yep. So I don't think of the Raiders as that. What I think is Al Davis was somebody that always talked about the NFL is against the Raiders. But the reason why the NFL was against the Raiders in this situation is because you called out the head dude of the NFL. Mm -hmm. You called up the dude from the Players Association. And then you started talking about people that aren't even in the NFL anymore. Yet you want people to look at you and say, I'm changed. I don't want to. I'm not that person. Man, it's a little rough for him right now. And I don't know how he comes back from this, Cal. I don't know because to your point, I'm not, I don't care what he said about the lips and all that other stuff. What I care about is the fact that 
you continually mm-hmm. kept doing it because this wasn't just one email. Right. No. That's the other point. It's yeah, and I think uh, well said. And I think you know, to me, you know, and I stood on these airwaves yesterday, looking like, look, and again, that's from. I don't speak for every black man in America. They don't speak for me. I looked at it and I said yesterday. That, you know, when I hear those comments about the lips, yes, without a doubt, like you are in like we're in a climate to where, yes, when you want to undermine an African-American man, you know, this is going back in the time and all that. The first thing to do is you attack their intelligence and then you attack their physical appearance. I've heard it everything from the lips to the nose and all that. So I'm not naive to that. But when I hear this first email drop and keep in mind, Mark Davis and the Raiders had this whole email on Friday. They knew about this before it was breaking during Monday Night Football, okay? But the thing they knew the avalanche was coming. The deal is is this, but when you dump these other emails, like I'm sitting here as a black man trying to give him the doubt, like, okay, look, man, like, not the fact that, oh, well, this is 11 years ago. It's like, okay, well, if he says that, you know, hey, I, I, you know, I equate rubber lips to people that lie all the time and, D. Marie Smith, and I'm sitting here as a man on these radio airways, not working for the four-letter network, not calling Monday Night Football, not a former Super Bowl coach, but just as a radio host on my platform. Like, man, you know what? There's something about D. Marie Smith. I don't like the way he's done with the players. I like to negotiate. This guy's cool, showing up to the courtroom, pimp, pimp hat, pimp juice and all that. I've said that. And like I said yesterday, that sounds a little bit different coming from a Chris Dula or Mike Taylor instead of me. So when I'm sitting there thinking this guy's an email saying, well, I'm thinking like, all right, is there a picture attached? Is he paid him in blackface? Did he did he put his lips right, red right. or something? Okay, there's a smoking gun. This whatever. But then when you have the rest of the emails come out, right. and the bottom line is you just really went down the line and basically <laughs> went down uh, yeah, from the gay community <laughs> to the commissioner, you know, uh, you know, to the former president. Uh, you know, Obama calling him, you know, you know, you can go read the articles in the New York Post. That's when it's like, okay, and you're telling me you're amongst 6,000 emails. Now, one thing I want to sit there and let everybody know and bring to the light that's not getting talked about that much, it's been brought up, but keep in mind, this group email, besides Bruce Allen, which is a former head guy in the front office for, for yeah. Washington that was with Gruden in Tampa Bay, brought over there, at the end of the day, you have other people in this group chat from the CEO of Hooters. Okay, that John Gruden was in bed with for a long time, getting big seven-figure endorsement money when he mm-hmm. was play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Uh, a famous, I forgot, a famous uh, chicken restaurant that's out in the Florida area. There is connected, like you said, there's going to be other people right. that depends on how this investigation goes with the, the NFL and the Washington football team comes to a light that could get exposed. But let me tell you, when we get back, okay, um, what I want to kind of touch into and transition into how I took last night with the news breaking of him resigning after the fact that we had 48 hours or so, the 72 hours to know what the initial thing was reported about D. Right. Marie Smith and how that makes me feel. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. It's been the one and two, seven, three, six, nine, seven, sixty. All right, so 
back to the situation at hand and then the fallout uh, as Monday Night Football is playing out. Then we get the word coming down from Adam and the gang, which NFL NFL Network reported at first, um, that he was stepping down and resigning, which I think is still a favor to Mark Davis, in my opinion, that didn't really want to do this. I mean, you got to keep – the people got to understand is like – I've said this before a couple times on the show. Mark Davis courted this man for seven years minimum while he had other coaches coaching his team to come back and basically coach the Raiders. For one, he knew his whole plan in regards to getting down to Vegas, the vision, and he understood how powerful a brand John Gruden is to the silver and black. And the thing, the reason why this is a bigger story, because don't get this lost. I've always had respect for John Gruden and X's and O's and, and him as the development of a quarterback and all that. But keep no, keep in mind, I mean, that what we can't be lost on is that since that the time that he won the Super Bowl from Tampa, he has a winning percentage of about 40, I think it's 44%. Yeah, it's awful. Okay. So, so again, but at the end of the day, because he's on Monday Night Football, because keep in mind, when he kept going, he was our, like, he was the next generation's John Madden, okay, behind that booth. Because he was a former coach, he could break down, ESPN gave him his own through, whatever. But when the news came down last night about him having to resign, and I'm thinking about after I've done my take on my show and sitting there saying, well, you know, hey, and I stand by it. Like, I was more offended by what Phil Jackson said about eight, nine years ago right. with LeBron's crew about a posse because to me, that hits home in regards to, well, they, they're they not really doing any type of business. They ain't running no agency. They just his posse. Right. I've had to deal with that. 17 years in this business. So that struck me more than, uh, we got tires mission. That's just me. That don't mean every black man, though. So... The bottom line is, when this happened and he had to resign, I'm sitting there thinking, like, wow. Okay, and I want people to understand this. He wasn't fired or had to resign, okay, because at the last minute, his boy Mark threw him a bone, okay? Hey, I'm going to give you the option to resign because there's nothing else I can do for you to save you some grace. I'm not going to fire you, but you got to go. So at the end of the day, that was a favor in the last minute by the good old boy, Mark Davis. But I will tell you this, that he got fired for those emails about the LBGT community and attacking Roger Goodell, not attacking the appearance of an African-American man at that power. Facts. Okay, let's just Facts. get that straight. And, and the reason why I feel like I'm qualified to talk about this and express my feelings on this, and this is for the new listeners, whatever it is, because I've been doing this for 17 years now, and I've been very consistent about whether it's popular or take in my community, whether it makes me look a certain way, this and that. That's the part of basically being independent. That's part of basically being able to be your own person and move the needle. You can, it's one of those situations that, hey, this is who I am. My sponsors know who I am. But I have been consistent in what I feel about how in this society on how we treat a certain group of people compared to other people that are fighting for their equality rights, for that and whatever, the reaction, okay? And it comes from the LGBT community because at the end of the day, that's what was done. And to some black people, not all, that's offensive in itself because we don't react to the same way where it's like, oh, well, you know what? We're going to let it, you know, this didn't happen when he worked at ESPN. We're going to let this blow away. Hey, it was just, you know, it was funny. He tired lips. It was all this. We're, they were going to slide it over basically as that, and they would have continued, okay? Because keep in mind, I believe Mark Davis, he knew all these emails, and he still took the field on the sideline against the Chicago Bears. 
But my point is, we've got to, if we're going to really get together and get past this and, you know, everybody feeling like they've been done wrong or, you know, people that are fatigued talking about race, whatever, the first thing we got to do is basically acknowledge how we treat the reaction to one group to other. Ones we just want to sweep to the side, the other one we want to say, oh, wait a minute. And that's been the LGBT community. Because I feel like, I mean, to keep it honest, the way I did, it's like in this whole thing of what we went through in the last, what, six years, eight years, compared to what we've gone through in the last hundreds of years as a community in this country. And I've always said this. So I was like, hey, man, if anybody, in my opinion, has any right to say, hey, man, this country's done my people wrong, whatever, it's basically been the Native Americans. I've always said that. If there's anybody up there to the African American. But to me, with the LGBTQ community, and this goes back to what's happening with the Dave Chappelle situation on Netflix, it's like they've skipped the line. It's like I feel like it's like one of those things when I used to be at lunch and waiting for a fudge round cookie, and then your boy comes up and these with the girl like, oh, man, that's him. Let, let Kev up here. And I'm thinking like, damn, I got to be in class about seven minutes. Why you get a skip? <laughs> so, so, so to me, it's like, and it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's not, well, it kind of, way, in, in my opinion, it's like, wait a minute. But it's kind of one of the, and they've skipped the line to be like, hey, look, I mean, it, and I'm talking about not just in front of the African-Americans. I'm talking about in the Jewish community. The Latino community, okay, uh, even the, the the Caucasian community that feels like w w we're not heard anymore. They're, everybody's against us. Even talking to that group of people, the bottom line is the LGBT community. They have skipped the line when it comes to the power of hey, wait a minute. And on top of this, John Gruden had had an openly gay player on that roster. All right, but the, I will end it on this note. I just feel going forward with the it's going to be very interesting on how this team goes forward because I believe the bomb has been dropped in that organization and locker room because you got to think, they don't, the Raiders don't have a big mixture of veterans and rookies. This is a young team with a, maybe a few splattered veterans on there. And my point with that, Harge, is that guys, Winfro, Jacobs, I mean, think about the relationship. This guy, Gruden, hired these guys. They've changed. He changed families' lives. So in this locker room, you're going to have people looking around and still, I believe, still be with Yeah, there'll be some relief. Like, hey, we don't got to talk to this no more. Coach is gone. Let's just rally around it. But the other side of this is you're going to have guys looking like, well, damn, man. He said 11 years ago, this is what he got. Oh, it's y'all's fault. It's you over there. Y'all uh, keep complaining. Well, this is the other part that people don't want to talk don't about. Forget, so I think they got them, Richie Incognito on that team, too, uh, and he got in trouble oh, for yeah, some of that. Oh, yeah, we know. We know about yeah, Rich. Richie's, we yeah, know about Richie. Richie. We know yeah. about Richie. 736-9760. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Hards. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. Mr. Jonas Clark producing, 736-9760. All right, this next segment is going to be sponsored by Beto's. Beto's, if you're looking for an alternative to Mexican food, Beto's is the place to be. They're celebrating for serving great Latin food to the San Antonio area for over 20 years. And offer now they offer brunch seven days a week as well, too. That is Beto's official sponsor of the Sports Drive. All right, before we go on, let's try to uh, fit in a phone call because we'll be joined by Rob Parker here coming up here shortly. Uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Fox News Dave. Fox News Dave, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone. What's up, man? What's up? Hey, the Astros must be cheating again because they're beating up on them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, 
Calvin, yesterday and today you uh, you alluded and talked to about how you've had some fun with uh, DeMarie Smith here, and it always reminds me of the old adage is, I can trash talk and badmouth my family all day long, but you say something about them, we're going to fight. Right. Um, my company requires annual uh, harassment training. I just coincidentally just finished it, and I learned a few things while I you know, reminded of a few things that – People as a whole, we're, we're kind of put in some groups here, the, the, the protected, if you will. Uh, obviously, race, gender, uh, religious beliefs, ethnicity, sexual preference, and so on. And my favorite, of course, is age protection goes as well. But one of the things they teach us is that whether you're the victim of that or if you know of or suspect somebody harassing one of those groups, you're expected, you're obliged to report that. And so now Harge answered some of these questions earlier, Mr. Harge did, but I wanted to... Uh, some things I'd like to know is who uncovered these emails and when were they uncovered? Who did he report them to? When was ESPN notified? When was Roger Goodell notified? Uh, because, again, there's – and I realized 10 years ago it might have been a little bit different looking at it here, but there are some expectations now in the corporate world and how you handle this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious if yeah. you can – yeah, uh, throw some light on that. Yeah, thanks for the phone call, Dave. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, Harge alluded to it. I mean, this is we haven't touched on uh, touched on it on the show, but the Washington football team. I mean, they've had they, they've been in the news for the last years of everything to do with everything outside the hashes, but they're going through again for this whole fallout about conduct, culture in their organization, uh, sexual harassment. All that stuff is being played out in a courtroom right now during a suit against the team, whatever. Well, these emails because there are six hundred fifty thousand emails that they've had to look through the leagues look through and this whole a part of this Washington football investigation and it came across you know Bruce Allen was employed at the with Washington at the time John Gruden is employed by the four letter network and they were part of a group email and they're communicating like this I mean they're communicating like so therefore when and, and again this also lets me know along the way the way it was handled um John Gruden has pissed some people off along the way Bingo. evidently Bing, I mean, somebody, some, I mean, to be sitting here and get this evidence, you know, um, it, you know, it's, it's just like the, the situation with um, Rick Pitino, um, you know, yeah. and, and the whole scandal when the, the feds weren't investigating. We were, they were investigating something totally different. Uh, and, and they just look like, wait, hold on, man. We, we just stumbled on. So we got coaches. We got college coaches that's in these payoffs. Next thing you know, his career, he, he's coaching at Little Sisters of the Poor having to come back. So to answer your question, Fox New Dave, this had to do with basically an investigation. And also, whoever came across, who was ever part of these emails, somebody higher levels in that organization, but yeah, you know what? You, you took you told her brother was gonna be good. You forced Jay Gruden on us. Screw you, man. No, I'm just joking. But somebody had it in for his ass to go that length. And then, but hey, at the end of the day, you can't feel sorry for that. Listen to the sports grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. We're here with Nina, who is hosting a little Tuesday get-together. And she has gone all out. Yep, she's done the fancy charcuterie thing. <gasps> Look at those solid maple serving boards. So classy. And those gold room side plates? Gorgeous. Oh, you're absolutely right. And she got it all at Marshall's for way less. Even the cheese? <sighs> no, not the cheese. But that to die for sequin top? Marshall's? Yep, Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshall's. 